Hey everyone, it's Professor Clark. And for this lecture, we have this beautiful animation of us flying back into the past into the universe or something like that. We're talking about the past tense today. And so you can imagine us taking a wormhole or a black hole or some time traveling device and traveling back into the galaxy's past, if that makes you happy. As I'm sure you remember, forming the past tense in Russian is quite simple. In the past tense in Russian, verbs match their subject in gender, not person. So that means that they are masculine, feminine, neuter, or plural, not first, second, or third person. And forming the past tense is quite simple for most verbs. So if you have a verb with the infinitive ending in temyakisnak, which is going to be almost all verbs, you just drop the temyakisnak and add L for masculine, la for feminine, lo for neuter, or li for plural. A couple of important things to keep in mind are that kto, who, is always masculine, and što, what, and vsyo, everything, or all, is always neuter. So kto always takes the on endings, and što and vsyo always take the ano endings. Another important thing to keep in mind is that if you have a noun ending in a or ya, that refers to a male person, it's going to take the masculine verb forms. So these nouns that end in ah, but refer to male people are actually grammatically masculine. You have a small but important group of grammatically masculine nouns that end in ah or ya, and they take the masculine verb forms just like they take masculine modifiers. So we could have, for example, Papa skazal, diadushkaznal. So that was the really simple way to form uh, the past tense for almost all verbs, but there are a few unusual verb forms that we need to keep our eyes open for. So let's start with velar stem verbs. Remember that velar stem verbs are those that end in ch myakiznak in the infinitive, and then they will have a velar and a husher show up in the non-past form. So moch, for example, becomes magu mozhish. Magu with this g velar, and then mozhish with this z husher. In the past tense, the on form, the masculine form, will just end in the verb's velar. So you have to know whether the verb has a g or a k as its velar. And then the masculine past tense will just end in that velar. So moch becomes mok, spelled mog. Lech to lie down becomes lyok spelled lyog, pietch to bake becomes pyok, spelled with a ka, just like it's pronounced. And then in the other forms, you will add the correct la, lo, or li ending to the velar stem. And if you have any kind of devoicing in the masculine form, it's going to go away once you add an ending. So moch becomes anamagla, lietch becomes analigla, pietch becomes anapikla. So note that on mok, the g is pronounced like a ka because of word final devoicing. But we add the feminine ending, anamagla, the g is pronounced as a g once again. The same with on lyok, analigla. But then pietch has ka in it, so it always sounds like ka. On pyok, anapikla. And then another group of verbs, which is not very large but is important, are these verbs that end in s. T 
Tmyakuznak in the infinitive. And in this case, it's quite simple. You drop the Tmyakuznak and add regular past tense endings. And these verbs are frequently going to be stem stressed, so it's pretty simple. So yeast to eat becomes on yel anayela anayeli. Siest to sit down on siel anasiela anisieli. Ukrast to steal on ukral ana ukrala ani ukrali. So that's pretty straightforward. Where things get a little more complicated is when we have these sti verbs. So the infinitive ends in s, te, i, like visti to lead or guide, nisti to carry on foot, and visti, it's pronounced visti but spelled visti, to transport by vehicle. And these are all unidirectional verbs of motion, FYI. And the complicated thing is that the on form could go back to the stem of s or z, or it could take an l. In either case, the ye before the ending is going to become your. So visti with a s to lead or guide, unidirectional, becomes on viol. Nisti to carry on foot, unidirectional, becomes on nios. So there's no L, there's just the original S, whereas visti, to lead or guide, becomes on viol, you lose the S and gain the L. Visti, to transport by vehicle, becomes on vios. So again, it goes back to that original Z in the stem. And because it's word final, it's pronounced S, so on vios. And then for the other forms, you will add a stressed la, lo, or li ending. So visti, to lead or guide, becomes anavila, anovilo, anivili. Nisti, to carry on foot, becomes ananisla, anonislo, aninisli. And visti, to transport by vehicle, becomes anavizla, anovizlo, anivizli. And note with visti, which of course is pronounced visti, the z is pronounced as s in the masculine form because it is at the end of the word. We have that word final devoicing, so on vios. But then as soon as we add the rest of the endings, the z is pronounced as z, it gets its voicing back. So on vios, anavizla. And then we have these et verbs, and they have their own special past tense. And it's the same whether it's just the original et to go by foot in one direction, or if it has a prefix like paiti, priti, or uiti. In either case, the iti becomes shol in the masculine, shla in the feminine, shlo in the neuter, and shli in the past. So, on pa shol, ana prishla, ani ushli. And then we have chat nyats verbs. These are normally disyllabic verbs ending in chat, like na chat, or nyats, like panyats, prinyats, zanyats. And these verbs have a specific shifting stress pattern. And the pattern is that the stress shifts onto the ending in the feminine singular, which is pretty common for shorter verbs. But the unusual thing is that it shifts onto the first syllable in the other forms. So nachat to start perfective becomes on nachal ananichila ano nachala ani nachali. 
Pinyats to understand in the perfective. On ponyal, ana ponyala, ano ponyala, ani ponyali. Prinyats to take or accept or receive. On prinyal, ana prinyala, ano prinyala, ani prinyali. Zanyats to occupy becomes on zanyal, ana zanyala, ano zanyala, ani zanyali. And these verbs in general have their own special things that go on in all the forms. So if you see chats or nyats verbs, these disyllabic or bisyllabic chats or nyats verbs, keep an eye on them because you know that they're going to do something strange in both the past and non-past tenses. And then finally, we have other verbs with shifting stress. So shifting stress is pretty common in the past tense especially with monosyllabic verbs. So many, many, many monosyllabic verbs are end-stressed in the feminine. Not all, but a monosyllabic verb is more likely to be end-stressed in the feminine than not. So if you're in doubt, assume that it is end-stressed in the feminine. Some common examples of verbs that are end-stressed in the feminine are brats, the imperfective of to take, so anabrala, buit, to be, anabula, Zyats, the perfective of to take, anavzila. Dats, the perfective of to give, anadala. Zdats, the imperfective of to wait, zdala. Lits, the imperfective of to pour, analila. Pits, the imperfective of to drink, anapila. And spat, the imperfective of to sleep, anaspala. Some notable exceptions are beats, to hit, anabila. Yeast, to eat, anayela. Pietz to sing, anapiela, and siest to sit down, anasiela. And then we have raditsa to be born, which is the only multisyllabic second conjugation verb with stressed endings in the past. So on radilsa, anaradilas, ani radilis. And that's basically it for the past tense of verbs. The past tense is much more straightforward in many cases than the non-past tense. You just have to keep an eye on that shifting stress. So assume that if you have a monosyllabic verb, it's very likely that you have a shifting stress. And if you have a disyllabic verb, keep your eye on it. It might have a shifting stress. So that's it. And that is it for chapter two. So you have really accomplished many wonderful things and learned so much over the course of the past two chapters. I'd like to say it will get easier. I don't know if that's the case, but you will certainly continue building on knowledge you already have, which means it might feel easier. So with that in mind, congratulations on finishing the first two chapters and good luck with chapter three and enjoy your Russian.